Hello, fellow Gen Xers. Welcome to this inaugural edition of the Gen X Water Cooler Podcast. It's great to have you here. If you're like me, when you're around the water cooler, oftentimes there's a bunch of millennials there, there's a bunch of baby boomers there, and the conversation doesn't necessarily drift in the direction that you can relate to. So hopefully, we have a chance here to talk to, to each other and exchange some ideas and be able to relate to each other a little bit better than we can do day to day. Now, baby boomers, you're welcome to listen too. You too, millennials. But Gen Xers, you're going to probably be able to get me more than most. Because if you're like me, you probably haven't watched the news in a long time. You probably don't listen to the radio news much either. You check a few headlines here and there, but by and large, you try to sift through the BS. Because let's be honest, there's so much out there that you just simply cannot trust. So we as Gen Xers tend to tune that out. Because if there's one thing we cannot stand is BS. We cannot stand someone who's lying to us or not being dishonest. And quite frankly, that's all we get from the news. So we simply tune out a lot of the nonsense because so much of that detail you just can't tr trust because that is what has become popularized as President Trump has called fake news. So what do we Gen Xers do? We tend to tune that out. So it'll be nice to be able to talk to each other and be, be honest and, and talk about things that we relate to as fellow Gen Xers. So is there anything going on lately? Oh, I don't know. It is 2020, and, and people like to obsess that this is such a bad year, wait until this year can be over. So let's talk about what's going on. One of the things that has definitely caught my attention is with the path, passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we have a nomination from President Trump of Amy Coney Barrett, which congratulations to a fellow Gen Xer being up for a position of pretty good influence. That's nice to see. Because again, if you're like me, you go to work every day and you see a lot of baby boomers tend to hang around like grim death. I remember in, in the 90s going to high school and, and into college, you kept hearing over and over and over again how there's going to be this labor shortage with baby boomers leaving the workplace. What are we going to do to fill them, fill those positions? But as fate would have it, these guys seem to be hanging on like grim death. I don't know if they don't have anything else to do. Maybe this is all they're made for. But so many of those positions don't seem to be materializing because either the boomers are, be, are hanging on a little bit longer or those jobs are getting shipped out somewhere else. And that opportunity just doesn't seem to be there. But Amy Coney Barrett, bless your heart, you, you are, are nominated to the highest court of the land. And let's be honest, she seems to have all the bona fides that you would want from a Supreme Court justice. She's highly intelligent. She's very accomplished. She has done some uh, clerking for Justice Scalia, and he is notorious, no, was, was notoriously known for being very hard on his clerks. And she came highly recommended to him, and by all accounts, he seemed to like her quite a bit. She has all the, the uh, 
strappings that you would expect to have from someone nominated to the Supreme Court. So it seems to be exciting, right? No, 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 because the darling of the political left, uh, the notorious RBG, uh, was not meant to be replaced by a Republican president and certainly not meant to be replaced by someone with any conservative ideological leanings. So what a fight do we have brewing, and it's just fascinating to me to see where th this fight has started. It's only getting started. Once, once those uh, nomination and confirmation hearings start, it's going to get nasty, I would think. But it's fascinating to watch the complete hypocrisy, honest, honestly speaking on both sides, but the hypocrisy that's going around with regards to her nomination. And again, from a Gen X perspective, the one thing, one of the things that we cannot stand to see and hear and shoved in our face is hypocrisy. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's give a few examples. If you flash back to four years ago, when conservative stalwart and uh, Justice Scalia uh, passed away in 2016, boy, were the left just chomping at the bit to have him replaced during an election year. And of course he wasn't, and why was that? Well, the Senate was controlled by the Republicans, and, and according to the what was known then as the Biden Doctrine, ironically enough, that position was not going to be uh, filled when the Senate was at a different party from the sitting president. Well, as you can imagine, the Democrats at the time did not like that. And you had them coming out in full force from Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Tim Kaine, and on down the list, all of them demanded that that vacancy be able to be filled even though it was an election year. They said it was the president's constitutional right to fill that position. They said that it was subverting the Constitution not to fill that position, even in an election year. But holding to the fast to the Biden doctrine and honestly, some political motivations too, the Republicans did not hold those hearings and did not accept a nomination for a replacement of Justice Scalia in 2016, Clinton Wood. And, ironically enough, sitting on that, that bench at the time was Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who intentionally did not resign at the time because she wanted Hillary Clinton to re replace her on the court. She wanted a female president to replace her in her spot. And lo and behold, that did not turn out quite as those on the left had expected or wanted, and now they are out for blood. And so what are they saying now? They're saying, of course, the exact opposite. They're saying that it would be against the Constitution to replace uh, RBG now. Uh, it, they should have the, the new president should name her, her successor, and it sh the hearing should not go forward. But of course, they don't have a leg to stand on because even the, the press will admit now that the Republicans, of course, have the numbers. They will be able to confirm Amy Conan Barrett in, in quick order. Now, what were the Republicans saying at the time? Of course, 
you know, there, there were political motivations behind it, but there was some precedent for them to argue to not seat a replacement for Scalia in 16, being that the president and the Senate were of different parties. Well, that's not the case now. And so, lo and behold, politics are biting the Democrats in the butt again. And the, one of the most ultimate of ironies is when Harry Reid decided to change the rules of, of the Senate and go from a two-thirds majority to approve uh, justices. He wanted to circumvent uh, Republicans being able to block Barack Obama's nominate, nominees, and so he lowered it to a simple majority. Well, now, lo and behold, the, the Republicans with their 53 majority in the Senate, according to the Harry Reid rules, are now able to replace the notorious RBG. Boy, what irony is that? It will be fun to watch these hearings as they develop, but it, we can take a step back and tip our cat to, to a, a fellow Gen Xer and Amy Conan Barrett, who by all rights seems to be more than qualified, more than capable of filling this position. She's super intelligent, has strong integrity, and will be able to fill that spot uh, very capably. Now, one of the other disgusting uh, attacks that, that are coming on her are regards to her faith and even more gross regards to her family. Now, she has a large family. I think she has five or, or six children, and two of them are adopted from Haiti, which most people look at that and think that that's very noble for them, and, and you can see that the family seems very happy. They seem very close, and I'm sure uh, Justice Barrett and her husband love those kids to death just as, as, their, as their own. And, and are raising them the best that they can. Normally you'd think, wow, that's great. Well, when it comes to uh, the mudslingers on the left, not so much. So now they're, they're going after her, saying somehow that her having two adopted kids from Haiti is now somehow means she's racist. She's trying to hide her racism by, by adopting two kids from Haiti, which is just bizarre, and, and it offends the Gen X sensibilities to no end. Because on one hand, can you imagine if she didn't have these adopted children, then she would somehow be labeled as a racist. But now the fact that she does, she's labeled as a racist. And I don't know about you, but which is it? it if you're going to be criticized for both things either way, the only thing you can do is just ignore the nonsense, ignore the noise, and do what you think is right. So tip of the cap to uh, Amy Coney Barrett and her husband. They seem like good people. They seem like a happy family. And they should obviously be left out of the nonsense. But of course, when it comes to the left, nothing is off limits when it comes to criticizing those that you disagree with, which is just really, really gross. So that's the where we are with, with that uh, with that topic, we'll see how that comes in the following weeks, and of course, we'll talk about that more here as things go on. Um, oh, and also, d debate is, will be tomorrow. That will be fun. Um, I can imagine that when they roll out uh, Joe Biden's old bones, it will be uh, it will be a, 
a bloodbath you would expect. Um, you you got to think that, that Donald Trump will just make him look all the fool. Unless, of course, you have um, someone playing Cyrano behind, uh, behind Biden and, and shouting everything that uh, he should say or have somehow uh, with the earpiece, kind of like a, like a bad sitcom. But we'll, we'll see how that goes because, boy, when that guy opens his mouth, it's just nonsense. Um, you, you just, it, it's just so cringeworthy. And, and on, on a good day, and now that he's, he seems to be more and more losing his faculties, it's just hard to watch. Uh, I, I just, it, it's amazing to me that, that he is their nominee. But, of course, when it comes to presidential politics, so often you tend to get the candidate who seems to have been, you know, earned their stripes and, and it seems to be their, their turn so to speak, and it, it's just odd. And, and you see that in, in, in both uh, parties, you know, to be quite honest. I mean, look at, um, the, you know, take the Republican side, right? When, when George H.W. got his nomination, he had, he had lost his, um, his uh, primary fight with Ronald Reagan, then he served as his vice president. Well, now it just happened to be his turn, right? Then in the 90s, you had Bob Dole, who now it was his turn, right? He had you know, several attempts at the presidency, didn't make it, now it's his turn. You saw the same thing with John McCain in 2008. He had many, many attempts at the presidency, and it, the, the Mavericks was uh, it's his turn in 2008. Even Mitt Romney in 2012, that was his second run around the track. Um, and, and those are just Republican examples, but there always seems to be a candidate who is sitting in that slot just because they've uh, made many attempts, which is, is, tends to be, for me, I think it's kind of gross. I'm tired of the career politicians. I'm tired of those who stay in those seats for decades, which is, seems just so obnoxious. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing how it, just this weekend the Democrats are now uh, proposing term limits, ironically enough, for um, Supreme Court justices. I, I don't know how in the world you could enact term limits for Supreme Court justices but not members of the House or the Senate. That is long overdue. Um, the fact that that's become a career for people is gross. The fact that so many... Uh, mainly on the left, seem to become wealthy once they enter public office is gross. I don't know how that continues to be tolerated, um, but it's such a machine, it's such a business, um, and is just gross. Uh, but um, they are, uh, they should have been run out a long time ago. Like Joe Biden, the fact that he's had 40 years in, in the Senate um, before he was uh, a member of, of the uh, Obama White House as his vice president, and now all of a sudden he's going to enact change, and now all of a sudden he's going to make things better. Um, and, and, and you have 40 years of him just tripping over himself and his, his record and, and the borderline just racist things that he said in the past and, and all the creepy behavior around uh, women and, and girls and children. It's just so cringe-inducing. And the fact that that guy is the one that they've propped up is just bizarre to me. 
I mean, they, they could have, if they would have been smart, which of course they're not, but they would have put someone like Tulsi Gabbard in that spot. And if they had, I got to think Tulsi would have just cakewalked to the White House. But for whatever reason, they went with, with Biden. And it's just bizarre that we have this weekend at Bernie's candidate just being propped up and, and run around to, to be their guy. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, honestly, there, there's that, that huge cynical side of me, that cynical Gen X side of me that thinks that there's, there's just no way that the, the Democrat left-wing machine will allow him to lose. Um, they'll be, be pumping out votes and, and rigging things to sway uh, the election his way. In fact, just this morning, uh, Project Veritas came out with, with uh, proof that Ilan Omar's district were um, pumping out votes and, and mining votes uh, illegally. And that's going to happen everywhere, let's be honest. That's especially in the swing states in Minnesota and Wisconsin and Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Florida. They're going to be pumping out these votes like crazy, kind of like in, in 2012 when there were districts in, in Cleveland who went 100% for Obama, and the total number of votes that he received exceeded that of the registered voters in, in those uh, districts. It, it's, just, it's just gross. It, again, as, as a Gen, X, Gen Xer, it makes you even more cynical, makes you roll your eyes even that much more, and almost just inclined to ignore the whole thing. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, there would be a lot of action between now and, and Election Day, and, and of course, uh, we'll be here to, to talk about it uh, as well. One other thing that I, I noticed, too, it, this morning, did you, did you see that video of these two uh, police officers and being approached by this male Karen, um, shaming them for not wearing masks? And, and these, these two officers are, are standing and talking to each other, and we're, we're a lot more respectful to this, this nut roll than I would have been. But they, as, as this guy approaches them, saying... You're protecting and serving without a, a mask in the middle of a pandemic. Do you think that's safe? And, and all this nonsense. And the guys were like, well, as long as we're, we're six feet apart, you, don't, you shouldn't need to wear a mask. And we were six feet, six feet away from you, and now you came to us. And, and it's just absolutely hysterical. The, the, the mask shaming during the, the pandemic for me just is so bizarre. Uh, I, just, I don't understand any of it. Now, I wear a mask when I go out in public, when I go, when I go to the store, um, when I run errands, I wear a mask. Do I think it's a complete fail-safe to uh, avoid the spread or, or avoid contacting uh, the virus? Absolutely not. But if that's going to get us closer to getting back to normal, then fine. Uh, as, as time goes on, we'll talk more and more about uh, how things were handled during this pandemic, which has just been... A, a, a weird, weird thing to watch. But one of the weirdest to me is the whole back and forth with the masks. That I just don't get. For me, as a Gen Xer, if you want to wear a mask, then wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, well, then don't wear a mask. But the fact that people are, are shaming each other one way or the other and, and screaming, and I just, I just don't understand it. I just really, really don't. You know, the, the economy has just been, it's been hurting ever since we, we've gone down to these aggressive lockdowns. And we are 
still fighting and shaming about masks. I just don't get it. I really don't. Um, and then they'll, they'll try to say, if you don't want to wear a mask, then you're not listening to science. Uh, or say, if you do wear a mask, well, you're not listening to science because it's not going to prevent you from being sick or prevent you from spreading things. But here we are. We, we just are fighting about masks. It's just so strange. I, I don't get it. Um, but what we, what we should be doing, what, why, I still don't understand, why is, are we letting China off the hook for this pandemic? I don't understand. Now, let me stress it first. When I say China, I don't mean Chinese people. I don't mean Chinese nationals. I don't mean Chinese culture. I do mean the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. When I say China, those are the idiots that I'm talking about. So when we talk about the, vi the virus, I'm talking specifically about the, the Chinese Wuhan vi Virology Lab wet market virus, wherever it came from, the fact that the Communist Party in China intentionally left the rest of the world in the dark and the, their puppets on the, in the World Health Organization sandbagged this thing for months as it spread and then had the audacity to, to say that, of course, with their willing accomplices in the media here in the United States and, and in the, the leftists in the United States, that if you dare question them, you were somehow racist, you were somehow xenophobic, um, if you thought that the there should be travel restrictions from people traveling from, from China, then you were racist. If you said there, we should have travel restrictions from people traveling from Europe, you were also somehow racist. And during that time, the, the virus starts spreading like crazy, and particularly in places like Washington and, and in New York City. It was going crazy, and the, the leftist leadership was no help. And of course, who did they blame? They blame their political opponents for somehow uh, being the cause for, for the, the virus spread and the, the death that came from that. It was just... Just strange. And of course, you can't trust the media in it. They, the only thing they seem to want to do is just fan more conflict, fan more division, whether it's uh, racial animus, whether it's you know, uh, views on the, how to handle the pandemic. All they want is division. All they want is sensationalism. And you just simply can't trust it. You can call it fake news, you can just call it whatever, but you just can't trust them. And, and we as Gen Xers in particular, we just don't trust BS. We don't trust, we don't trust uh, you know, sources just because. When we hear nonsense, when we hear someone not being truthful, we, we tend to sniff that out uh, pretty quick. And the media are, is, is certainly uh, one of the, the chief clowns in that regard. Fauci, he's another one. I just, I, 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 how that fa the fact that that guy still has credibility is completely beyond me. And how he just continues and has throughout this whole process just contradicted himself. And now we're supposed to trust him? I don't understand. For example, in, at the end of January, he was saying that this is very much a flu virus and, that, and we didn't need to panic. We should go about our, our daily routines, but of course we need to wash our hands, you know, sterilize our hands, um, and you know, just like we normally would during any other you know, flu season or any other you know, time during the winter when, when viruses tend to spread. 
And then two weeks later, now he says it's a pandemic. We need to, we need to shut down and, and put a halt to everything. Why? Don't know. I've never gotten any clarification from him. Then it came to masks. He said, we, if you are uh, not sick, if you're not around someone who's sick, you shouldn't be wearing a mask. In fact, he aggressively said you shouldn't, and that should just be left for uh, healthcare workers. And then a few weeks later, now we have, you should be wearing a mask. He just completely contradicts himself. Why? Don't know. What changed his mind? Don't know. But we keep hearing it, and, and this guy somehow has credibility. It's just, it's just strange. Now, maybe it because he has been there so long, so people just assume that he's, or they trust his expertise. Uh, maybe it's because he's not exactly a fan of President Trump, which is that, quite honestly, that probably is the reason why he is given credibility. But he just continues to, to contradict himself. And at least for me and my Gen X sensibilities, he just loses all credibility. And I just don't trust him. I don't trust the media. I don't trust the CDC. Any, any one of these clowns who just keep contradicting themselves and, and giving us different, uh, different things and just confusing people more and more, I just don't trust them. And, and we see it uh, no more clearly than all the nonsense with the masks. And no wonder there's confusion. No wonder people don't trust each other because those who are in areas of expertise or should otherwise be experts, they continue to contradict themselves and, and no one seems to really call them out on it. And, and I don't understand. But believe you me, we Gen Xers, we see through the BS and we will, of course, call them out on it. So I think that's where we will, we will stop here for our, our first uh, voyage here on the Gen X Water Cooler uh, podcast. Um, you know, hope, uh, hope you had as much fun doing it as I did, and, then, you know, and if not, that's fine. Um, but if you want to uh, subscribe and listen more, you are welcome. Otherwise, maybe this is just going to be some, some free therapy for me. But um, I, I appreciate uh, you being here, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Till then, stay cool, Gen X.